You don't have an announcer voice to me. It's just Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. It's the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. During the bye week, I'm Mike. That's Matt. He is in Brooklyn, New York. I'm in Chicago. Matt, I was just catching up with like something that I love from childhood, which was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Mm. And I was just kind of curious, like starting the podcast, like what was your because that was my last like big pop culture like get the toys have the set thing i I love the ninja turtles as a kid did you have something that that was like super big like that like a power rangers type fascination i loved i mean i loved the power rangers when i was like a small child i think probably pre-age six i was really into the power rangers um i think probably my last big one was like a one of the Spider-Mans. I think it probably Spider-Man 2 or 3 was the right okay. timing for me. Um, but I know my favorite movie as a kid was Master of Disguise with Dana Carvey. Really? Yeah. Loved that one. That's Loved an it. odd one to have. That movie is... It seems, I've never seen it. It seems to be reviled. Oh, people hate it. It's... it's I've watched it since. Uh, it's the only movie I can think of with transitions like it has. Like almost iMovie-esque, like PowerPoint slide transitions. Um, <laughs> bits that just go on way too long that aren't very funny. And then, yeah, you know what? I love the Turtle Club bit. It, Dana Carvey in a little turtle suit, kind of wiggling that thing around. I love it. I think it's I think it's funny. Um, <laughs> I just oh, watched yeah. Wayne's World again for the first time in probably, I don't know, five or six years. Shoot, yeah, it's been longer than that for me. I loved that movie. It's so funny, man. It is. It's it's still great. Uh, I loved it. I was really thinking that Mike Myers is one of the few major comics that, you know, being he's from Canada, and he really projected sort of that, like, Midwestern, northern part of North American continent sensibility. And, you know, the character of Wayne Campbell is, like, sort of this, like, hick from Aurora. Yeah, you know, who loves ha- loves hair metal and and works fast food jobs, like that was that was a fun story that made that made a lot of sense. Oh yeah, it was it was it's great. It was great to watch. It he just kind of disappeared. I haven't seen him in anything in so long. I I think I've heard that he's very difficult to work with. Um, yeah, some of the, some of the later stuff, the choices were were very strange. But I feel like I haven't seen him in a long time. Um, Packers got the Rams this week on Monday Night Football. Man, I love just a classic clown ball mashup, and this is this one is really dumb. This is this is going to be some pathetic, disgusting, ugly it's football. Just, uh, I, my understanding, game. my understanding, Baker Mayfield's going to start again. Um, you know, on, on forty eight hours with the playbook, uh, kind of led that end of the game drive. It looked pretty good, but. You know, afterwards in the in the press conference, he's going like, "All right, where do I go for the locker room?" Uh, <laughs> so we'll see what you know. 
12 days uh, does for, for Baker in the playbook. Uh, it might make him worse. The last time the Packers saw him, he had four interceptions. So sure. we'll see I, if he can have a classic Baker night. I do think that there is a certain certain element of beating the Las Vegas Raiders yeah. in, in your home stadium that, like, Las Vegas, you know, we want to talk about the sorry-ass Bears who started this season actually fairly exciting and have a bunch of players that I really like and are just a sorry, sorry-ass team. Uh, these Las Vegas Raiders have one player that I like and are the sorriest team I've seen. Yeah, they've lost. Uh, they're 0-4 this year when they go into halftime with a double-digit lead. They've blown 17 to nothing, 16 to nothing, team. like 20 to nothing. Uh, yeah, Josh McDaniels lost to ESPN analyst Jeff Saturday uh, oh, and man. Baker Mayfield with 48 hours with the playbook. Um, really, 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 really bad team uh, with, I think, some talent on offense, especially. I mean, Devontae Adams, pretty dang good. Josh Jacobs having a great year. Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback. He's He's, I think, above that classic Andy Dalton line, Kirk Cousins line now, maybe. Um, no, he's not. He's not dreadful. Uh, they they should win games and put up points, but uh, they have one one man in charge that is really good at making sure that his teams are bad when he's the head coach. Oh man, yeah, that that is such a. I love that disaster. That is my my favorite modern disaster, especially because like it it definitely belongs to Vegas. Like every, every, all the pieces are in place and the big experience come to Las Vegas. And it is, it is the worst team you've ever seen on the field. They're they're just dreadful. I I've never heard of anything like Owen four with a double digit lead at halftime this year. Uh, That's it's pretty special. Yeah. A a fraudulent five and eight. Yeah, and like same yeah. same record as the Packers, but just oh so much worse. Yeah, it, it, really incredible, really incredible stuff. Um, speaking of of frauds, the Vikings uh, lost to the Detroit Lions. Um, oh God, that was a fantastic game. Did you see any of that? I did. I saw. I saw a good chunk of it. Um, man, I the Lions are just they're just fun, man. They're just I. I want to take back what I said last week. I said I don't believe in the Lions' offense going forward next year. You know what? I'm sorry. Uh, I, I like all the pieces there. I hope the scheme can continue to be really good. If you can turn Jared Goff into kind of what he's been this year. Yeah. I, I've got no Pretty problem good. if they keep, if they keep playing these same guys and keep on doing what they're doing right now. Amon Ross St. Brown is fantastic. Even, even some of these, these veterans that they bring in DJ Chark has, has been a great addition. Like I, I like what they're doing and I like Dan Campbell and, yeah, the thing about the thing about Detroit is is that the ownership are a bunch of cowards, and they probably won't give Campbell like he'll have another run of like three or four games where he loses games and looks bad somewhere in the next two years, even as the team like tries to make ostensible improvements. You know, he'll experience the normal things that like bad teams experience in, in a league that has a lot of parity, which are just bad breaks. And yeah, you, you end up three games under. You know, say you end up with a, a team with a good quarterback and a bunch of young players like the Packers, you have some bad breaks. You have some bullshit having a bunch of one score games. You end up f- five and eight. Like he'll have that happen and ownership will ship them out the door and then they'll be back on the carousel. Oh yeah. Well, the, he'll, the, yeah. He'll just be like another guy like Caldwell, like just a guy that you should have given another decade to because they're clearly like competent professionals. Yeah. Should have locked up Caldwell. Uh, Dan Campbell's looked 
really good. His his offensive staff has been working wonders. I, I think their skill group is just Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, Amon Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark's a good option. Jamison Williams coming back off the uh off the ACL. Um and then another high pick next year. You know, they got their Rams pick, which is looking yeah. like it's gonna be top five. Uh if the Packers can beat the Rams, which I think they will. Um I, I like their chances. The Rams have been having a, a really tough time with dealing with pressure this year and being able to run the ball and being able to keep passers upright. It's the reason yeah, it was funny enough. Stafford has one season away from Detroit where he has a good offensive line and goes to the Super Bowl, and then he just goes straight back to being murdered. Oh, yeah. The, pocket, and they, the offensive line evaporates. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's out with an, a spine contusion for the oh, rest of the year. That is uh, a Peyton Manning ass injury. Uh, yeah, I I'd seen a report um when it happened that it was it was possibly career ending. Uh what I've seen since then is that they expect him to make a full recovery and be fine for next year. Uh, but we'll see what, what Matt wants to do. I mean, he's won his Super Bowl. He's he's 35. You know, yeah. get out on top. You made your money. Get out on top. Um, if you want, yeah. Yeah, I, I I would encourage him to retire at this point. Like, just have a, have a good time. Like, his, his wife seems to, to have some politics stuff that she wants to do agree or disagree like they should go have fun it's sort of the same stuff that jay cutler does yeah um yeah you know, so, get on get on qvc or something see what yeah get a little get a little reality show oh Matt, sure come on we want we want to we want to see you on on bravo i appreciate having learned that jay cutler is just as much of jay cutler as we thought he was like the read on him was absolutely right is that he's just sort of like this solid jerk yeah. Who like doesn't he, he doesn't even seem to be that bad of a guy. No, it just seems like a, a kind of a kind of a little scrubby, lazy, gross guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. He he always every clip I ever saw of that show broke through my my algorithms on the applications with some frequency. Uh it it seemed like he was he hadn't showered in a week in every clip that I saw. Um and I think if an AI just like generated a scene from that show, it'd be uh, his wife being like, Jay, go take a shower. And Jay's like smoking a cigarette. He's like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm eating this sandwich. It's, uh, really, it's really greasy. I'm hungry. Um, it's also funny that the guy that he was traded for was sort of memed, memed to death, at least on like the NFL boards I was on at the time, as like sort of this Jack Daniels slugging guy. Like Kyle Orton had this had this sort of gunslinger, hard-drinking, like, country-western song mythos around him that I have no idea if it was earned or not. But I, With Kyle Orton's arm strength, I would say that it was not earned, okay. uh, as I think that gunslinger is not what I would apply to Kyle Orton's yeah, arm also. strength. Um, no, I, I, I think the Packers got a real good shot to win this one, and, and, and we were talking, you know, I've seen some numbers saying that if the Packers win – uh, win out the rest of the way. They're looking at a sixty percent chance of the playoffs. That's that's a couple a couple breaks on top of that. I don't think the rest of the schedule is is too unfavorable for them. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I I, I like this matchup. It's funny that you know a bye week and a, a win over the Bears is going to put me in this spot where like my mood is improved about the Packers. But winning will do that, and that's 
That's just because I, I love this win against the sorry ass Bears. If you if you want to look at X's and O's, you've got a Packers secondary that I think this is a great little prove it game for a bunch of guys that that they like that they are starting to step up. Guys like Ford and Nixon who have shown that they want to be playmakers on defense and like step into plays and engage with contact. And I think that's elevated Jair Alexander's game. I like those matchups against a quarterback who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I, I really also like the fact that you've got a beleaguered offensive line. You've got some stuff that Green Bay really needs to get right when it comes to edge defense, particularly on runs and any plays where the edge defenders need to make decisions. They've been weak on that all year. So I like that, that those couple of matchups for Green Bay and also the just the idea that LA's defense hasn't been all the 100% of their problem this year. And so you've got another chance to look good on offense. And as the, the thing about Rodgers is that you watch all the good stuff that he did against the Bears, he needs to do stuff quicker. There was not a lot of dancing around. There was a lot of just like slinging the ball out and showing good arm strength and accuracy. Like I do think his thumb is feeling better. So more of that. And then a few things that things that you haven't been doing well and things that you've been starting to do better are good matchups against this team. They're actual weaknesses of the team. So I like all of those things. Yeah. I think the, I think the Packers defense matching up with the Rams offense in general, but primarily it's offensive line is, is a, is a good spot for the, for the Packers. Um, the offensive line for the Rams is, is bad in all facets. Uh, Sean McVay is, is, has been really, really good over his career as a, at scheming up like running place. And, and he's, he's always done good, a good job with, with blocking to create lanes for not very good running backs to have a good year and to be successful. We've seen, seen a lot of not very good guys uh, succeed in, in LA and in his system. Uh, their offensive line is dreadful at it. So edge discipline, that an issue for the Packers probably won't matter that much. They, yeah, they, they a really chance, a chance for anything. them to get it right and make, uh, make good decisions. And yeah, because they won't be under quite as much pressure as they would by a guy like Justin Fields. Like that's a, you know, the, the idea is that you get yourself correct and you get yourself confident so that when you have a real fucking problem, like Justin Fields reading you as to what Cuddy's going to take. Uh, that was, that was to me the the thing I've been watching that play work all year against green Bay, whether it's a quarterback or a running back or just, just someone reading the edge rusher. Yeah on the side that that has been something that teams have attacked over and over and over again a team like los angeles isn't going to put a ton of pressure on you through those kind of plays so it's a great great opportunity to get these some of these guys especially with gary out and guys like anik Bari playing a lot of snaps good i good chance to get them a little bit smarter on that because you know, i guarantee you that the dolphins know about that and <laughs> they have got they've got some guys you're terrified of yeah uh Two is not going to take off and run a whole ton, but Jeff Wilson's pretty good. Raheem Mostert's pretty good. Those are those are two guys that uh, have burned the Packers in the past on the on those 49er squads. So, um, scared of them, but that's a week away. We get yeah. to watch the Packers kind of tee off on on Cam Akers this week. I'm excited for the Packers to. In every passing down, I want them to bring five or six. Every every down, make a make Baker Mayfield know the terminology at the line to make the right adjustments, and also make him make the right decision in an offense that he's learning. He's been learning for ten to twelve days. 
make him make the right decisions on quick rounds. Uh, I, I, I hope that they, they really do that and, and put Jair up in man coverage and let him guard who Ben Skronik. Yeah. I, and uh, I think if you do that, what you're going to see is that Baker will probably make you pay some, you know, that's a guy who, yeah. who is going to earn his paychecks as an NFL starting quarterback, but he, I don't think he can make you pay enough. No, no, ammo. I think there's, if you just, yeah, if you get him, if you get him desperate enough and you get him thinking a little bit, he'll make some good plays early. He'll, there'll definitely be windows for him to throw in. He'll make, he'll make throws. He's a good player, but yeah, I think if, if you, if you can score 24, I'm not worried about anything that Los Angeles does. I mean, if you score more than 18, I love your chances in, in this game. So I, I agree. I don't, I don't think the Rams have, the skill players to to do much you can't let you can't let go of the momentum either if you're green bay that's yeah the fourth quarter of the bears game is is great momentum that's the best best overall quarter that green bay has had in quite a while yeah i agree the the watson play to really push the dagger in was was great that whole drive the play calling on that entire drive was fantastic the play earlier was well called like the first play from scrimmage that moved, moved the sticks, just a, a dart to Lazard over the middle. That was a great call. No, that was Watson again on that catch, not Lazard. But yeah, 19 yards. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought the game plan in the bears game was, was a really, really good. We saw Aaron Jones leave with an injury, come back in a little bit. Um, but overall the Packers were just, Handed it to AJ Dillon and handed it to AJ Dillon and handed it to AJ Dillon and threw it to AJ Dillon. Um, 21 touches, well over 100 yards, and a touchdown. Um, this is kind of AJ Dillon time. The freezing cold, he hasn't touched the ball a ton. He's got fresh legs. Just yeah, and the weather's cold. Your RB one is all banged up. This is this is exactly what you want to keep him around for. Yeah, good good confidence building game. That was that was one of the uh, one of the highlights of of recent <laughs> recent Packer game weeks, because boy, there have been uh, there have been some some real heartbreakers and there were some real stinkers. Like, you know, t- the Titans Eagles stretch after that, you could see the team playing better against the Eagles, yeah. even even though the Eagles put forty on them. But yeah, that that stretch kind of starting starting with the Giants and and extending through the jets and and you know the, the lions loss in there and, the, yeah. and that titans thursday night uh absolute stinker but getting getting something right whether you whether you've got any long-term hope for this team playing in the postseason or not like getting a few things right you like that because you've got some guys you want to get better next year and you've got some guys right now that kind of you, you assume are going to be back next year too so like this seeing this thing like capable of working is nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah. even if even if it's not not about like getting you know somehow getting this this weird injured uh contentious packer team into, into any sort of deep playoff run yeah i you know I, I i think of a few things break differently this team is seven and six eight and five instead of five and eight it didn't break that way christian watson's hurt all year um you know if 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 all the Vikings one game, one one score games flip. They'd be like one and eleven this year. Um, yeah, it's football. There's there's things like that that go wrong. I think what I love the most about this Bears game, uh, from an offensive perspective, you know, outside of the game plan, outside of the game plan was was Rodgers looked really quick. You touched on it. 
earlier is, is is Rogers was was getting the ball out of his hands quick. He didn't want to get hit. Those ribs are are still tender, and the Bears are a team that's going to want to tee off on. Um, and that helps the offense so much. And I think it's why, you know, at the end of that Eagles game, seeing Jordan Love play really well. Yeah. The was, other yeah. What was great is that he's he's <laughs> releasing the ball at the second his back foot touches down at the end of his drop. It's it's out as quick as it possibly can be. Uh and that's that's what Rogers gotta do. Locations improved as well. They're not out in front of guys, they're not behind guys anymore. He was leading guys so so far out into space before. He's actually like shooting for hands and numbers and trying to uh, you know trying to get it in and actually be able to drive it in a little bit more in front of defenders. All that stuff speaks to the fact that his thumb is probably feeling a lot better. Yeah, I and I think the bye week is just going to do so much for that, you know, having a full week off to not not throw or anything. Um so we'll see we'll see we'll see how they look. I will see how Rodgers looks. I haven't heard any reports about the ribs or the thumb. Uh so it must be must be pretty good. I heard I I heard when I heard that Dave Bakhtiari was out because of an appendectomy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like uh, yeah, a, a legitimate belly laugh, just a hard <laughs> laugh. And I want to personally apologize. <laughs> this is the podcast that does not apologize. I I guess I, I do want to apologize to Dave Bakhtiari for mm-hmm. laughing as hard as I did when I learned about that. I hope you're okay, man. But what a what a year this has been. Yeah, what well, he just can't he can't stand the field no matter what. Uh, he can't even stay in his own house. Yeah, no, he's got to get gotta rushed go back to the, to the hospital. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a tough break for Bakhtiari. When he's played, he's looked really, really yeah, good. He, yeah, he's, uh, been, he's been fine anytime he's been out there and it just hasn't been able to string it together. And now something completely out of left field just comes and hits you. Oh, what a break. That's it's tough. I the only thing I saw about that was like, we don't know how long he'll be out. I have no idea what the recovery time on an appendectomy is. Cause I've never heard of an athlete having it yeah. in the middle of a season. Yeah. I, I'd say that he's probably going to feel a lot better in about 14 days. Okay. Yeah. Just cause there's a lot of, even the way they do it now, like they're not going to do that old fashioned, like make an incision and kind of pry you open and look at your appendix and then cut it out. They're going to be going in with some sort of a robot through like a couple of small holes. And okay. like, that doesn't feel great. Like that generally feels bad, but uh, you can with a good, with a, if you have a good high pain tolerance, which I'm assuming Dave Vakhtiari does like it's, it's not something where you have to stop work for very long. Okay. Like they, they really kind of encourage you to like start start activity and, and things pretty quickly. So yeah, I would not be surprised to see him see him back sooner than later. But who the hell knows? I they I, I don't think it's out of the question to say like shut him down unless we're yeah we're that's, knocking that's out also, the door of the playoffs. That's, yeah, that's another that's another fine idea. Uh, just tell them to like watch out for anvils and grand pianos <laughs> falling from the sky. <laughs> what well, keep an eye to the yeah. ground for banana peels and have somebody else pay somebody else to watch the sky for for falling debris. If he re- uh, meets like a, a rascally rabbit named Roger that is being pursued by a crooked judge, yeah, stay away from any box marked TNT. Yeah. Uh, just avoid that. Uh, yeah, he's just been. He's just been out of luck, but thankfully Zach Tom has looked really, really good as a fill-in. Uh, that that seems like another hit on the 
on the the draft well, side. Another yeah, another Bears. classic case of Green Bay kind of running out of guys. You've seen guys on that offensive line come in and just not get the job done this year, and you finally get down to the guy who's kind of the last the last guy you thought was going to be going in. I mean, see also like you know Rudy Ford making plays for the actual like eleven man defense. You get down to that guy where you're just like, well, everyone else is terrible. Let's see what this guy's got. See what happens. I, you know, those are, as as those are the true underdog stories, which is one of the fun things about following a, a football team, and is that every team has a couple of those guys, like guys that are never going to have like a huge name in the league, but made their name by coming in at like a, a point where the team was completely out of options, and and made plays and had fun and made made the unit look good and. And guys that were well liked. That's one of my favorite things about about football. Yeah. The Packers have had a lot of those guys. I mean, Keyshawn Nixon also just coming in yep. as like a special teams guy uh for Rich Passaccia and and playing some really darn good having some really good play from him in the secondary this year. Uh Rudy Ford's been been great. Uh Darnell Savage, I don't know how long he's out, but I don't think yeah. even if he's healthy, he'll be returning to the the secondary much. Yeah. Uh, they look great. Yeah, that setup was my segue to Mike White. Yeah, Mike White. <laughs> I tell you, man. Let's go, baby. I I, I'm going to end up being wrong about him eventually, but 27 of 44 for 268 in Buffalo on a day when he was getting the the snot absolutely drilled out of him. I haven't, I, there's, there's one video that's been floating around of him getting, I mean, literally bent in half by yeah. a guy, by a free runner. I haven't seen a quarterback get hit like that since 2005. I, I, he's just getting pummeled. Uh, it looks like he's going to go next week too. And, and I mean, if this Jets team had Mike White starting all year, I, I, I don't think we're looking at the Jets as, you know, total frauds. Like at least I have been all year. He's an uh, absolute motherfucker. He he's he's gonna sling it in there, man. He he's throwing it. Uh, I still like. I, I'm not of the opinion that he's good. I think that he's just one of those guys who like has the ability to win. Yeah, he's like, he's gonna he, take he wants, the shots. He wants to make it happen. He's 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 more talented than Zach Wilson. I think we can say that. And he also he wants yeah. to he wants to win. He's not out there to look cool. He wants to win. He's, he's gonna, not out there to not lose. He's he's there to win. He's gonna make some throws that are that are risky and and they've been paying off more than they haven't for Mike White. Uh he's looked he's looked pretty good and he's kept him in games with the Bill like with the Bills where that's a that's a damn good team across from you. Yeah, that's a damn good team that their their defense kept quiet for quite a long time. Yeah. But yeah, just the 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 Buffalo the Buffalo defense was killing, killing my man Mike White all through the game. I I just I there's just something about him, man. It's just that that eye test immediately of like, well, here's a guy who wants to really drive the ball in and and like find some tight windows, and like you just when you see guys do that immediately, you just assume that their vision is pretty good because they're going out there with like not a lot of framework for who's supposed to be where. But they're still like finding, like pushing the ball into spots for guys. And you know, if you've got a QB, you can see that well. Like 
if they're if they're not completely stupid, like you can coach them along the way into being able to do some pretty amazing stuff. But that ability to like make those recognitions quick, that's what everyone talks about. So what yeah, when I see a guy, that's the reason I was high on him from the beginning. It's like you see just you see a guy who wants to quickly drive the ball to someone. And like who seems to be not just following set plays, but able to kind of improvise and look around and and extend things on his own behalf. Like so yeah, it's whether he pans out or not, we we will certainly find out because he's gonna get a lot more reps. He, you know, someone's paying him. But yeah, and to and, come in and compete. Yeah, he sh- he should get a ton more reps. He's looked he's looked pretty dang good uh with the Jets. He's done what they need to do. And and you know, with Brees Hall going down, Michael Carter uh hasn't been great recently. Zonovan Knight's been been pretty good the last three games, but nothing stellar. James Robinson, who they acquired via trade, they've shut down. All their playmakers are now wide receivers. You got to have somebody who's going to get uh, Elijah Moore the ball, going to get Garrett Wilson the ball. You got to find a way to get the ball in their hands, and Zach Wilson can't do it for you. Yeah. And Joe Flacco just plain doesn't want to be there. He's going, I'm 37. I signed up to be the third string. I, I didn't sign up to play. I wasn't uh, even going to hold a clipboard. Yeah, I was I was going to not sue it up on game day. It was yeah. my my plan. I was going to wear sweatpants. Dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to sit up in the booth with the uh, Chris Collinsworth. Um, so yeah, I, you got to roll with Mike white the rest of the year. Uh, I think Zach Wilson's going to be their backup on Sunday uh, because Joe Flacco just doesn't want to play. Uh, and I don't blame him. I think, I think third string quarterback is actually the best. You hear a lot of second string quarterback being the best job in the NFL. I think it's third string. Uh, you may, you still make money and there's, such a small chance that you're going to play in any games. Like that's, that's the cushiest job in the world. Yeah. You think of some of those guys who were just around, around forever who come off the bench as that second string guy, where all of a sudden, like you're going to hear like Charlie batch coming into a game at some point this year. <laughs> yeah. They're going to like, call up Charlie Whitehurst. Yeah. He's still, he's still yeah. on the, on the roster. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, another another fun backup quarterback story. Um, Kenny Pickett relieves Mitch Trubisky earlier in the season. Immediately throws three interceptions in the game in which he replaces the benched uh, quarterback. They bring Trubisky back in. He throws three interceptions <laughs> uh, uh, in relief of Kenny Pickett. And I gotta I gotta say, like Mitch Trubisky is as cooked as I've seen an NFL quarterback get because he was not ready to come in that game. No, he. He's just plain bad, man. I, you know, I, you know, who knows if Mitch lands with the Chiefs or whatever, you know, how, how things turn out, but I don't think it would have been much different. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, his, his existence as a third string quarterback is going to depend on whether or not people like him. People seem oh, yeah. to. Yeah. Colt so. McCoy is still kicking around. Oh, Mitch, absolutely. Mitch, if you can schmooze enough, I think you'll be all right. I think you can make another 10 years of money. You're only like 25, 26. Yeah. Somewhere. Right? And somewhere in the place where he's in his early thirties, like he'll get called in and like, like maybe, maybe be seasoned up with a, with a couple of years and just, just start making some, uh, some crazy plays. But yeah, if, if he's, if he's agreeable enough, he'll hang around, but boy, he's, he's terrible. He's, he's really bad. Another backup quarterback, Taylor Heineke just one has just been, just been winning. With the uh, with Washington, uh, they're seven and five now. They're they're knocking on the door of that wild card. The Packers need. I think we need them. The Packers need them to win this week 
uh, and then lose the rest, if I'm not mistaken. It's some strength of schedule thing. Um, but Taylor Heineke's just been been playing pretty well. Carson Wentz is activated off the IR, but he'll be the backup this week. Uh, Taylor Heineke's another Mike White type of guy where you just you look at him and you go, he just wants to win. He he's not the most talented guy in the world, but he's gonna he's gonna try and be. Uh, he 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 really has he has a lot of physical tools. He's it's one of those one of those guys that just everyone was worried like is he smart enough to do this and maybe maybe not but the commanders are are seem to know they know what they're doing right now which is nice because like ron rivera is a guy who like will tell you what to do pretty effectively so it it, there's a there's a nice situation there i was i was really surprised by him because yeah, because he has the ability to to look just as bad as any quarterback you'll ever see, and then his ability to get better over the last eight games of the season it's it's really been something to watch. He is he has played and learned, and like it's really obvious what you know what the stuff that he's doing right now that he wasn't doing earlier. I I I think that what I've seen from Taylor Heineke is he's not making backbreaking mistakes in like key moments. Uh, he'll make the mistakes early and he'll make the mistakes when it's, it's out of reach, but he's, he's been pretty steady and, you know, their offense doesn't flow through Taylor Heineke. It flows through Terry McLaurin and Brian Robinson, find a way to get them the ball. And Antonio Gibson as well. He's great. Um, you know, get your playmakers the ball. Don't ruin it for us. Uh, that's what he's been doing a pretty good job at. I think the best game on Sunday with the Packers having the Monday night game is the Detroit at, at the New York Jets game at noon next week. I, I'm excited to see this Lions offense run up against a, a pretty darn good defense uh, and see, you know, the Amon Ra sauce Gardner matchup will be fun. Mm-hmm. This, um, this coach matchup is fantastic. Yeah, it, it's it's I love I, I really like Robert Sala uh, and. You know, I'm just getting vibes. I'm not watching their press conferences. Robert Sala feels like a a really smart, tough dude. And Dan Campbell feels like the most, like, big, dumb, idiot football guy who only knows X's and O's and, like, excitement. Uh, and so I'm really excited to watch that I, square I, off. I think Dan Campbell might be a little bit uh, – I think he might be a little bit smarter than people let on to him. Oh, like I absolutely. think that he, I think that he's really, really good at 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 channeling stuff towards the media. But like, you know, guys, guys who like really think that they're gonna run run a team in that like muscle coach style, like there are like you know guys like Bill Cower were you know beloved by players and had guys there forever. And you project that you project that tough exterior, and you get the media eating from your hand a little bit. And then, yeah, I, th- I think I think Campbell has done a good job of of handling the media, and and actually being, because you know you see the Detroit Lions and like they were pretty bad in the early going, but they certainly weren't like disorganized or dirty or or you know a, a cheap team at all. Like they've always been been fair. They've been fairly put together under the Campbell era era, and that's that's kind of the first thing that you have to do is that you have to constantly not be. You have to not be constantly off schedule, 
And so for him to get that right early on was to me like the thing that he's not just hype. He's not just a guy who's like yelling and barking like a dog and being silly. Yeah. He, he does know, know how to handle all this stuff. A lot better than Matt Patricia. That's for sure. Cause oh, those yeah. teams looked like that all the time. Yeah. Those teams were, were dreadful. Dan Campbell's he's done it. He's, he's done a really good job. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Lions. I think the Lions are the, the team in this division that I can go like, you know what? You guys deserve to be good for a while. I'll be all right. I'll be all right with the the Lions being a good team in the NFC North. Meanwhile, um, in meanwhile, Indianapolis beating Minnesota next Saturday. That game is going to be so embarrassing. They put it on Saturday. Yeah, I I Jonathan Taylor might might run for a buck fifty. Uh, he's been pretty bad this year. The Colts have been bad this year, but he they might they might pack the box and he'll still run for a buck fifty. Um. Yeah, the Vikings. The Vikings defense is just, it's just not very good. And you know, every every advanced statistic there is has them middle of the pack or worse. Uh, they're just, they just won a bunch of one score games against not very good teams. The good afternoon game is Cincinnati at Tampa Bay. It's exciting. Um, Joe Joe Burrow looking great. They were awesome. They're, they last week. they were incredible against. I mean, admittedly against the Browns, who are as sorry ass as any other sorry ass team I've mentioned this year. Yeah, but they were fantastic in that game. Yeah, the Jamar Chase coming back um, is huge for them, and and Joe Burrow's looked so good, and and Joe Mixon when he's healthy is great, and Zamaji Pirine has been pretty dang solid when Joe Mixon's been out. Um, that offense is so much fun. They have so many weapons on on offense. T. Higgins, I don't think he I think he played like one snap uh last week, but when he's in, he's he's terrific. Tyler Boyd's great. They're fun, man. Um Tampa Bay, very bad. Terrible team. But they got the, they got that guy, man. They got that guy. They got touchdown Tom. You can't they, count they, out touchdown Tom. They uh, just They've just got that uh, that that ability to not get uh, not get knocked out. Yeah, I, I I don't believe in them. Really, I think they're still right now. Um, you know, either leading the South or or in you know tied for the lead or whatever in the NFC South. But I don't. I just can't possibly look at this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team as it a team that will do anything in the postseason. Yeah. They're, they're winning the NFC South right now. They're six and seven. Well, they're they're, they're they're going to schedule of, yeah, of hosting the Bengals and then going on the road to Arizona, hosting the Panthers and then going to Atlanta is incredibly favorable for them. Yeah. Um, You know, I I think they'll lose to the Bengals, but they should win those last three. Uh, Kyler Murray's out for the year. Colt McCoy's the Cardinals quarterback now. Oh dear. So you got to win that one. You can't you can't lose that. Uh Carolina, Sam Darnold's their quarterback, and Atlanta. Who know the report yesterday was we don't know where Marcus Mariota is. Uh, and the report today was that he had to have knee surgery. Uh so I don't know what's going on down there. Yeah, did the scheduling app crash or something? I don't uh, yeah. Who let Arthur Smith know? Uh <laughs> yes, I think Desmond Ritter's gonna be starting for the Falcons. I think the only other quarterback they have on staff is Logan Woodside. Okay, good. Yeah, uh, those, those are guys. 
Those are guys. Yeah. Desmond Ritter's a rookie. Logan Woodside was a backup to Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee for years. Bounced around some practice squads. Got picked up by the Falcons. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens down there in Atlanta. Uh, you can't get much worse than Marcus Mariota this year. Uh, so we'll 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 see what happens down there. But the NFC South is is a very bad division. Uh, in Tampa Bay being six and seven, playing a bunch of games against. These Saints, these Falcons, and these Panthers is is not very impressive. The other NFC North team is Chicago. They're hosting Philadelphia. Philadelphia is twelve and one, and the only the only recent win that that I know that I want to give them a ton of credit for is the win against the Titans. Yeah, like that one. That one is pretty good. That and yeah, the Giants have really fell off, but. Boy, this is this is an easy rest of the way home for for Philadelphia. It's been an easy schedule all year, but you, you know you played two on the road against the Bears and Cowboys, and then Saints and Giants to finish things up. Like that could you could absolutely be sitting like fifteen and two, sixteen and one. Yeah, you're you're looking at this Saints team is 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 lunch. Uh, Andy Dalton's their quarterback, and if Andy Dalton didn't start, Jameis Winston's their quarterback, uh, mm. who had who had very serious back injuries early in the year, which is why Andy Dalton is starting. Um, Alvin Kamara has been bad for the saints. You're looking at the saints going like, please God, uh, give them a bye week Give them some mercy. If you're the Eagles, uh, they, they're, I think they beat the bears by 30. I don't think this one's particularly close. Yeah. It's, it's been a, it's been a tough end for the bears again, like a team that has a bunch of players that I like on it, but <laughs> I, I, they, their front office seemed committed to making the team progressively worse as the year went on, which is still just a move that I do not, I will just never understand it. I, I don't, I I swear to you, there's more than winning than high draft picks. Like a bunch of teams that consistently draft high could tell you that. I, I don't think that tanking can work in the NFL. It, It doesn't really work in baseball. Um, but you know, the Orioles are, are kind of on the upswing. Um, but, in basketball, it works. In in the NFL, no. There's too many pieces. It changes too much year over year. I, I just be good. Um, yeah. just try hard. I I I I think if if you as a team kind of commit to losing in a way that the Bears have, uh, and commit to like we're not paying any of our guys that we've drafted, it just it just signals bad things to everybody coming in. Of like if we're not good when I'm hitting time to re up on my contract, they're not, they're not bringing me back. Um, and you know, winning culture, this winning culture, that, but you, you, you gotta learn how to win in the NFL. It's, you don't walk in and start winning. And especially when you start replacing the, the three or four guys that actually have like game reps and time, and and have achieved some sort of success when you start replacing those guys then all of a sudden like say you have a bunch of guys that you believe in that you want to develop over the next couple of years like taking away the support structure for them is stupid too like like tanking does not accomplish anything because there's just there's too many people on an nfl roster like people have roles to serve way above and beyond you know if you if you are the spurs and you know that you can draft tim duncan if you just suck for one year and that you're just committed like 100% to that idea, or you're the Cleveland Cavaliers, and you like know that LeBron James is going to come play it for you. 
that that's why tanking works in the, in the NBA yeah. is that it gets you exactly the one guy that you want. In the NFL, I look at this Bears team, and in this process of tanking, they've done nothing to improve their offensive line, and they've made their defense worse, and their wide receiver room is is nothing. Uh, and what does that do to your quarterback, your young high draft selection quarterback, but give him nothing to work with in development years except learning how he's going to get absolutely slammed by a defense and, and teach him, you know, run is running is the best option here, which is, you know, I, I, I think there's an argument to be made in the quarterback evaluation draft world of like a running quarterback is, is a safer bet than a you know a pocket passer. Um, the old pro style pocket passer quarterback. I think, I think the floor is higher on a running quarterback, but he's still got to be able to throw and fields is, is struggled to be able to st- Stay upright and in the pocket to learn how to throw at, at an NFL level. I think he, I think all the talent is there. I think he just needs a chance to do it, and they're not really giving him much of a chance to do it. Yeah, and you cannot you cannot have that guy playing from behind all the damn time, and that's why taking away playmakers on defense. It's not turning. You know, you're not talking about like oh, you've traded away these guys and you took a good defense and made them bad. It's like you traded away these guys and you had like a defense that was capable of getting better and now you don't. Yeah. And like if you just hired a coach that you really believe in, like taking away the guys that are actually guys that he would be capable of making better, it just doesn't – I, I will never make it make sense. But that's because uh, it's the same old sorry-ass Bears. Yeah, the Bears might be doing this for the rest of our lifetime. Oh. Um, I know that. Can't remember the last time I saw anything different. It'll be some entirely different Green Bay quarterback yelling at Bears fans. Jordan Love in twelve yeah. years on some Sunday afternoon with like the the drones and the robot lasers overhead. <laughs> that sixteen K camera yeah. flying in to shoot them in a super close up. Um, yeah, I I think if there's any any game I'm really excited for. This week, I you know I really can't wait to watch Colt McCoy and Russell Wilson square off. God, on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I I think it's a good it's a good slate. It's it's we're we're really getting into the meat of this year. We're really getting into the playoff race, and there's there's just so few really good teams and so many average to pretty good teams that are going to make the playoffs this year. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the playoff race. Yeah, Jim, pulling it back around to the backers before we say goodbye. This is a great, great reset button of an opportunity. Uh, a very winnable game at home against the Rams, who have been bad and are trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Uh, another, another good challenge for a team that looked really good in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, my my mood over the bye week has been much improved about the backers because they looked like they gave a shit and won a game down the stretch against um, you know, against the team that had a nice lead on them for a while. So love that. Love what's coming up. Looking forward to, uh, to catching up with you again next week. I've got, uh, I've got a couple of, a uh, couple of days before holiday travel starts next week. So we'll have to, we'll have to get around to something. Yeah, we will we'll, we'll squeeze one in. Sounds good, man. This has been Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. I'm going to get back to thinking about basketball now for the next, uh, 
next 48 hours or so. But until next time, what are we telling? Stay cheesy, baby. Let's go.